1: Kelly show. Let's have some fun on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. What do we have? Well, are we terrorists? I'll tell you what, just pause on that. We'll get to that in a second. We have bill de Blasio as he so often does coming right out and saying how communists think, you know, you know, I despised bill de Blasio you know, I really, really, really hate him. Maybe I'm coming around to love the guy. I think it's beneficial when you have someone
2: who's willing to come out and simply be honest. People want to lead their lives. I mean, I mean the hard thing, and, you know, I feel it here in New York City. Yeah. By the way, I'm from Philadelphia, so it's not like I, 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 I live in a rural area. Um, but I feel it in every block that I walk in New York City. But if I were in the middle part of the country with you, I don't think we'd see masks. I don't think we'd be showing our vax cards anywhere. So I come back to that point where unless everybody's on the same page in the country, we're kind of screwed. And you know
3: how you get on the same page? People have to lead. So, look, I believe with enough leadership, enough mandates, we're going to get a hell of a lot more people vaccinated. The more people vaccinated, the more we actually make the transition to a time when COVID is in the background, not the foreground. And we know these mandates work, and we know people respond. Look, human beings are pretty predictable. If you say your paycheck depends on it or your ability to enjoy life and go do the things you want to do, people will make the practical, practical decision overwhelmingly, and they'll go get vaccinated. But we aren't pushing hard enough. we got to go farther.
1: Sometimes they're really honest, aren't they? Hey, hey, you're, look, <laughs> your paycheck depends on it. Do you, do you want to be able to enjoy life? then you better do what Bill de Blasio says. I wonder if they hear themselves. But you know what? We're going to get back to de Blasio in a second. I want to talk about the terrorist thing. I'm going to ask you something. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Just hear me out for a second. I want you to imagine right now somebody with a bomb strapped to his chest walks into whatever the hot new movie is out there now, walks into a movie theater and walks up to the front of the movie theater with a bomb strapped to his chest and boom, he blows it up. And he kills 10 people in that movie theater. And as we sift through the rubble, we find seven of the 10 people there were kids. Some of them little kids, and now they're dead. What would you call that person? What would your label be for that person? What would you call him? Does it start with a T? You'd call that person a terrorist, as you should. You would call that human being a terrorist. He just incinerated 10 innocent people, seven of them children. He did it on purpose. He did it without an ounce of remorse. You would call that person a terrorist. Do you remember Afghanistan? I know you do, but do you remember Afghanistan? We got 13 of our warriors killed, and then the Biden administration knew because people were so mad about the 13 warriors killed, they knew they had to do something to, quote, respond, and so we sent a Reaper drone out. And we vaporized an aid worker, someone who'd actually worked with us, by the way. We vaporized an aid worker and nine other members of his family. If you'd like to have some nightmares, go look up their pictures online. Adorable little kids, little boys and girls. We vaporized them. The scumbag named Kirby, Pentagon spokesman, by the way, Kirby gets up. And Kirby had this
4: to say about it. How does it strike you that no one is held accountable? Because I know how it strikes a lot of people around the world, that you can get away with murder and nobody's punished for it.
5: I do understand that. We we, we appreciate that not everybody is going to uh, support this decision. Uh, what I can tell you is we looked at this thing very, very comprehensively. And again, we acknowledge that there were procedural breakdowns. Processes were not uh, executed the way they should have been. But it doesn't necessarily indicate that uh, that an individual or individuals have to be held to account for that. But look, uh, is there, this is, is is there
4: discipline inside the Pentagon at all? I mean, maybe there are no charges brought up, but is anyone demoted or disciplined for what happened
5: that what day? We're, what we are going to do, there's, no, there's not going to be individual discipline as a result of this, Willie. But what we are going to do is learn from this, uh, and we're going to enact and improve our procedures and our processes to try to make sure this doesn't happen again.
1: Are we terrorists now? You tell me. You tell me. I know how you feel about the country. I know you love it. You know I love it. As a nation, I'm not pointing fingers at you, obviously. Are we terrorists now? You just heard it. We just murdered 10 innocent people, seven kids. They did, of course, a review. And Pentagon spokesman John Kirby says, well, I mean, there were some processes messed up. I mean, there's not going to be any discipline. Look, the important thing is we're going to learn from this. I guess maybe maybe that's what separates us from, you know, that terrorist who would blow up himself. See, he's a terrorist. You know why? He's not going to take the time to learn from his murders, but we'll learn from ours. So that makes us different. I know it's an uncomfortable conversation. I do. And I'm going to get back to Bill de Blasio here in a couple minutes and all this stuff. I know this is an uncomfortable conversation. Don't you think it's one we should have? What have we become? People should have gotten fired after 13 of our warriors got incinerated standing outside of an airport. People should be put on trial for murdering 10 innocent people in Afghanistan. People should be standing trial. Forget fired, standing trial for that. Instead, well, I mean, still one, Chris, you know what? Play the whole thing again. Instead, this is what we get. I mean, look, there may have been some like, mistakes in the process, I guess, as if the printer ran out of ink somewhere.
4: How does it strike you that no one is held accountable? Because I know how it strikes a lot of people around the I world, do. that you can get away with murder and nobody's punished for it.
5: I do understand that. We we, we appreciate that. Not everybody's going to uh, support this decision. Real quick, Chris. Uh, pause I real quick.
4: You- we
1: appreciate that. Who are these people? Oh, I understand everyone's mad about the murder, and we appreciate that. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Anyway, go on
5: decision. Uh, what I can tell you is we looked at this thing very, very comprehensively. And again, we acknowledge that there were procedural breakdowns. Processes were not uh, executed the way they should have been. But it doesn't necessarily indicate that uh, that an individual or individuals have to be held to account for that. But look, uh, is this di- is, is one. Is there
4: discipline inside the Pentagon at all? I mean, maybe there are no charges brought up, but is anyone demoted or disciplined for what happened
5: that what day? What we are going to do, there's no, there's not going to be individual discipline as a result of this really but what we are going to do is learn from this uh, and we're going to enact and improve our procedures and our processes to try to make sure this doesn't happen again
1: i am happy i am so happy we now live in a country where i mean yeah we murder people but we learn i mean isn't that important to learning from it <laughs> all right you know what let's get this to some ask dr jesse questions i'm going to get to bill de blasio give me a couple minutes on that hang on Question for Dr. El Wapo Jesse. I listened on 760 KFMB and on December 15th, 2021, one of your listeners was asking what you can do, what we can do. You stressed nonviolence. What would you think of a national tax revolt where every working American goes into work and changes their W-2 to married with 99 dependents? I'm a high voltage lineman who worked through COVID so on and so forth. All right, now let's let's get let's get something cleared up here right now. As you know, I get to say what I want to say on the radio. However, there are certain laws out there. A big one is I cannot encourage a single person to break the law. I'm simply not allowed. They'll just come in and throw handcuffs on me and the show'll be gone forever. So no, I'm not going to tell everybody to go cheat on your taxes. I will say this conceptually, though. I will say this conceptually. And this is not about laws. I'm not telling you to break laws. Conceptually, we do have the numbers if we want to peacefully protest in revolt in some way. Not break laws. Not cheat on your taxes. But if enough people – I mean, the idea is the idea is solid if you take out the cheating on the taxes part of it. If everyone got involved, if everyone got involved, we do have the power to take the country back. The problem is the people who step up and want to fight back, they're often stuck on an island. Remember that guy called in the show a couple nights ago? Oh, this business – they opened their restaurant when the pan, in the pandemic when they weren't allowed – They showed up and chained the doors, and now they're out of business. Yeah, because they did, and every other business didn't join them. We have got to start working together against the communists. Working together, (laughs) but not not cheating on our taxes. (laughs) All right, we're going to talk more about Bill de Blasio. Actually, and I have something to say about Kathy Hochul, too, but first. Gentlemen, testosterone levels in America are at an all-time low. Now, you can can point out a lot of reasons for this, a lot of reasons for this. Honestly, the water is part of it, too, but we're not going into all that right now. We can't afford to be low-testosterone men in this day and age. Frankly, we need testosterone more than ever right now. I take two things every single day. I take Chalk Daily, which has demonstrated a 20% increase in total testosterone in clinical studies. And I take Chalk's Tongkat 100 boosts free testosterone 87% in 21 days. And right now it's 50% off. If you go to chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, that's C-H-O-Q.com, use the promo code JESSE, you can get those for 50% off, but that's for a limited time. I need to stress that. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. Fellas, it's important. You're listening
6: to The Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. Turn me on, me off,
1: making me feel like It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. My next question's my next question is going to be about men and women, and, and it's just going to be, offend everybody. My answer is it's going to offend everyone. I'm excited, but we got to, we got to talk Bill de Blasio for a minute first. We're not even really talking about Bill de Blasio specifically. We're talking about American communists. Well, all communists, but those aren't really our problem, are they? We're going to talk about the American version of it. Here's what's always been the case with communists. It's always been about force and they don't hesitate to use it. They bragged. Remember Lenin used to brag early on about we need acts of terror. We need violence. We need force. It's always force. Everything is force, force to take power, but that's not unique, right? Because every, every ideology uses force at some point in time to take power. It's when they take power, Forced to make sure everyone gets in line. There's not really a great effort to coerce. I mean, there may be some, a little here, a little there, try to manipulate the language. But in the end, what they really want is not to convince you of their ways. They just want to make you. I mean, look, I, this is why they want guns. And I don't know why so many people on the right have danced around this issue for so long Democrats will want to confiscate these guns or confiscate those guns I want to take these guns away no no guns with a no no guns with a large magazine even though that's the whole point of a magazine they say it all the time and the right will say things like no, you can't do that. I have my rights. Why don't we just step up and be honest about it? Democrats want your guns because they want the freedom to hurt you if you don't comply. Bill de Blasio. Bill de Blasio loves that you're unarmed. Bill de Blasio loves that he can get on TV and talk like this, and he knows he owns the guns.
2: People want to lead their lives. And I mean, the hard thing, and, you know, I feel it here in New York City. Yeah. By the way, I'm from Philadelphia, so it's not like quick, I... Pause real quick. I, I,
1: Did you hear what he said there? Oh, they're hard-headed. You see, you're hard-headed for wanting to do what you believe. Him? Well, I mean, he he's in charge. He rules over you. Remember my three things? Communists, they all have in common. Every one of your cultural leaders have these three things in common. No love of country, oftentimes hatred of the country, but no love of country, no connection to the real world. They just have lived in a bubble for too long. They have no idea how real people live or think. And third, what is it? They believe they should rule over you. They and I, That's not a snobbish thing. They genuinely believe this limits on government, limit on government power. They think that's absurd. People like Bill de Blasio genuinely believe they are feudal lords. And you, the peasant, should obviously just do as you're told. Why aren't you doing? Why are you being so hard-headed? I told you what to do.
2: You know, I feel it here in New York City. Yeah. By the way, I'm from Philadelphia, so it's not like I I, I, I live in a rural area. Um, but I feel it. In every block that I walk in New York City. But if I were in the middle part of the country with you, I don't think we'd see masks. I don't think we'd be showing our vax cards anywhere. So I come back to that point where unless everybody's on the same page in the country, we're kind of screwed. And you know
3: how you get on the same page. People have to lead. So, look, I believe with enough leadership, enough mandates, we're going to get a hell of a lot more people vaccinated. Quick,
1: pause real quick. Lead. Enough people have to lead. Isn't it interesting what the communist considers leadership? What do you consider leadership? I mean, everyone has their own version of what they consider it to be. Bill de Blasio's version of leadership is, I'm going to hurt you if you don't do what I say. That's Bill de Blasio's version of leadership. That's the sickness of the American communist. Pay attention because they all think like this. He's just the big enough incompetent oaf to go on television and talk like this
3: the more we actually make the transition to a time when COVID is in the background, not the foreground. And we know these mandates work, and we know people respond. Look, human beings are pretty predictable. If you say your paycheck depends on it or your ability to enjoy life and go do the things you want to do, people will make the practical practical decision overwhelmingly, and they'll go get vaccinated. But we aren't pushing hard enough. we got to go farther.
1: Do you hear how they talk? (laughs) Hey, look, (laughs) I mean... Honestly, all we have to do, take away your paycheck and your ability to enjoy life. Then you'll do what I say. That is, honestly, that's amazing any American politician. Even in a blue place like New York, that's amazing that any American politician has now gotten to a place where he feels comfortable saying that. If you were a politician in the old days in America for most of this country's history... I'll be frank with you. You'd be afraid to talk like that. You would be afraid to speak like that to the American people. Do what I say. I'll take away your job and your ability to enjoy life. This has gotten so far out of line. And this is part of the reason. Look, I'm going to get back to your Ask Dr. Jesse questions here in a minute. But this is part of the reason why I feel like we have to have a national divorce and I'm not naive again, I don't think it's going to happen, but this is why I want it to happen, because they're not toning things down. They're not dialing it back. Remember, I'm picking on Bill de Blasio right now. I could easily play Joe Biden saying similar things to you. That's the President of the United States. They're not backing down. They're doubling down and then tripling down. They're going all in. Well, what happens is when you do that, they're not convincing people anymore. You may get some more people to take the vaccine, right? But now you just created more bitterness. Now they're mad about it. You should see my emails. I had to take it. I'm mad about it. We are creating a divide, a wedge that may not be able to be fixable. I mean, you can get in a place as a a nation, and it's happened a million times throughout history. You can get to a place as a nation where you are too divided to put the band back together again. It just, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that because I know what comes after that. But if we're now going to get to a place in America, not just New York, in America, where politicians feel comfortable saying, do what I say, or I'll take away your ability to enjoy life, man, that toothpaste might not go back in the tube. That's ugly. That's ugly. All right, we have questions about China. We actually have questions about women, Marines. We have a lot of fun to have. It's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday time. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Chris, I just, before, I'm going to get to this question here in a second. Before we get to that, though, I love how mad people are about the airline CEOs, American and Southwest, going in front of the Senate yesterday and essentially saying, I mean, that the masks, they don't really do anything.
5: I'm just not sure I'd be at all comfortable, Joe, would you, getting on a plane if no one was wearing masks?
6: Yeah, no, Katie. I mean, listen, we we, we all, for people who've traveled through the years, somebody sneezes a row up and you and your family <laughs> have the flu for the next two weeks. I mean, the kids right. aren't going to school. And I know that... They've improved the airflow. But if they have proof of that, I want to see the medical yeah. studies and the documentation. And because if if masks don't make any difference, then we all would like to not wear masks. But, Caddy, that seems a little crazy.
1: Prove it. Prove, prove that masks don't work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not how this works. Prove they do. I mean, I realize this has become... A nation where half the country, uh, they hold their mask like a child holds its binky, and it's become some kind of comfort blanket. But you do understand that cloth on your face doesn't do anything, right? I mean, you get that? Everyone is clear on that? I hope so. I hope so. Dear Jay Smooth, I'm a fellow self-proclaimed horrible person. With that being said, pretty much every girl I've ever dated has tried to change me with hopes of turning me into a better human being. As you can probably guess, that hasn't worked out for any of them. My question is, how did you land your dime? What I mean is, did she try to or succeed in changing you at all? Perhaps you kept her around because she didn't. A little advice for one of your kinsmen would be appreciated. You can say my name. I'm not saying his name because he called himself a nickname. (laughs) All right, hear me out here. It depends on what we're talking about. Look, the saying, the, the saying is as old as time. Uh, a, a man marries a woman and hopes she doesn't change at all. A woman marries a man and tries to change him. It's not universal, but it, it, to some extent it's true. It depends on what kind of change we're talking about. And you're going to have to decide where that line is. There is a line that takes you from being a man to a jerk. And you're going to have to decide where that is. Uh, look, I'll give you what you, you, you asked about mine. Here's an example. My wife did not grow up around guns. Now, my father-in-law was a Marine. He's comfortable with them, but it's just it wasn't something that was in their home, and she had never touched one before. Well, <clears throat> I've got a lot of them. And not only do I have them, I clean them. I take them out. I My, my weapons are maintained. They're ready to roll. And... My weapons are loaded. My weapons are ready to rock at all times for her, for people, people who haven't been around guns are scared to death of guns for her. That was horrific. And she tried. My, my wife is a strong headed woman. She tried right away. That's not happening. And I said, uh, actually it is. And she backed away. Now that's good standing up for yourself. That's that's good standing up for yourself. In our home right now, it's decorated. There are all kinds of different plants and uh, little things she puts on the wall. And I don't even know where women come up with all this crap. There's all kinds of decorations in the home. I didn't have any decorations before I met her. Sometimes her decorations are a huge pain in the rear end. Like, why do women throw blankets over a comfortable chair that I have to move the blanket? But I'm, I'm kidding, but oh, actually, no, I'm not kidding, but seriously. But why would I stand up to her on that? Of course, let her make a home a home. You understand what I mean? You're going to have to decide. I don't know your situation. You're going to have to decide when you maybe have gone from being a man to being a jerk. Look, if you're, if you're, if you're going out with some dime, and she wants you to change your friends, change your dress, change everything about you. No more golfing with your buddies. No more nothing. No. Tough. Move on. Go do something else. If some dime wants to put a, one of the fruity smelling things in your apartment because it smells like dirty feet, why hold her back from that? You see what I mean? It just depends on what the change is. I'll tell you, the wife has to teach me how to dress. I don't do fashion at all. I I do jeans button up shirt or t-shirt, comfortable shoes, cowboy boots. Before I did this, I used to wear shorts and flip-flops in the summertime down here because it's baking hot. And she finally told me, you can't do that anymore. You're too much in the public eye. It looks like crap. You can't do that anymore. That's not bad change. That's good change. I knew she was right. You're going to have to decide for yourself on the line. All right. Make sense. All right. Now let's get to some hard stuff. Help me understand something, Mr. Handsome Oracle guy or whatever, who chokes out saltwater crocodiles from the inside. <laughs> I'm an army infantryman, so I understand the real world conflict. Real, I understand real war. My question is, why isn't Russia, and especially China, not attacking us right now while we are at our weakest as a nation? I just don't get it. If I was President G. London breed would be speaking Chinese it's actually mandarin would be would be speaking Chinese already we are ripe for the taking why haven't they why would they well, let's understand the dynamics between what between us and china let's set russia aside for a moment right now if you're china let's look at america from a chinese perspective america buys Mass quantities of your goods. Remember, China needs Americans buying Chinese things. They need it. They have to have it. So you need Americans buying your stuff. You have an unbelievable amount of influence already in the United States of America. Do you know how many of the major media companies you know are partially funded by China? Do you have any idea how many universities across the United States of America have Chinese dollars flowing through them to teach the next generation of Americans how bad America sucks and how great China is? Do you know to this day? I mean, you know this already. I'm I'm beating a dead horse. Do you know to this day, Hollywood will come up with a major blockbuster. China, their communist party will preview it. And they will make phone calls to Hollywood producers and directors and say, cut that scene out. And they do. Why would they land 100 divisions on our shores yet when we're doing everything they want us to do? We we just Our government just recently published, remember we did a story on it a couple days ago, our government just recently published a map that didn't have Taiwan on it. China owns us already. We don't own China. China owns us. They own the entire Democratic Party. They own half the Republican Party. There's no question about it. They own the universities. They own the entertainment you consume. China owns us. China owns our sports leagues. Do you realize that? The NFL just put out a map. Forget the government. The NFL just put out a map. They were showing their new markets and where they're growing. The NFL just put out a map showing Taiwan... As part of China, LeBron James, the biggest star in the NBA, works for China. The NBA itself works for China. The Democratic Party in the United States of America, you know all that language they use about diversity, this, and social justice, that, and America's an evil, racist place. Do you know who else uses the exact same language? The Chinese Communist Party. Why would you land 100 divisions here yet? When you're already winning without a shot fired, you don't have to land a hundred divisions. You just have to keep infiltrating every single part of our society and blood sucking the freedom out of this nation year after year, after year, after year, you do it long enough without any significant pushback. You don't ever have to land a division. Eventually the country will just fall like a house of cards. I told you that was going to be heavy. I knew that's a hard truth for people, but people have to realize what the power dynamic actually is. All right. We're going to talk a little bit more about COVID because Governor Hochul said something. Kathy Hochul, New York said something. And yeah, it's time to chat about that. But first, you know, Christmas time is almost here. I don't want to freak you out, but we're talking next week. Next week is Christmas. MyPillow has your gift idea. I get it. I hear it all the time from people. Jesse, I don't know what to buy her. I love her. Jesse, I don't know what to buy my dad. I love him. Jesse. Do they have a MyPillow right now? You know how the original MyPillow was $69.98? Right now, the original MyPillow is $19.98. If you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials and use the promo code Jesse. 1998, go buy five of them bad boys and hand them out for Christmas time. They'll love you for it. By the way, they're made in the USA. They're not made in China. They're made in the USA by a patriotic company. Again, we talk about it all the time. Put your money where your morals are. Go get the best pillow on earth made by an American patriotic company. MyPillow.com promo code Jesse or call 800 544
6: Truth Attitude Jesse Kelly.
1: God look like a magic it is the Jesse like Kelly show. show. And I'll tell you what, I figured something out. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. By the way, you can email your questions during the show. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. That's fine. You can email your love, your hate, your death threats, all your emails. Remember, they all go right to Chris. He prints them all out for me. I read every single one of them. I won't respond. I get way too many, but I read them all. You know what? Actually, I take that back. I don't read them all anymore. Well, I mean, for the most part, yes, but if you send some college thesis that's three pages long with a bunch of pictures and stuff, Chris has admitted to me that he just chucks them away because he knows I don't have time to read them. So l- remember, brevity, brevity. I don't think I can tell you I read them all anymore. I read all the ones that are normal. All right, <laughs> So keep them short and normal. Also, if you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You remember the For the People Act you, you probably know it as HR1. Remember after the election, and there were a bunch of, accusation of accusations of voter fraud, right? especially when it came to mail in voting. Bunch of accusations of voter fraud. And the entire left said that's not true. There's no voter fraud. There was no voter fraud at all. In fact, because they're communists and they do it the right way, they said, in fact, it was the fairest election ever. Remember all that stuff? And yet, right after the election, they decided to start pushing the For the People Act, HR1. And part of the For the People Act was universal mail-in voting for everybody. That's so interesting. I wonder why the National Democrats would want mail-in voting for everyone. I just can't figure out why that would be. It's it's confusing, isn't it? And so I saw this headline and it just made me snicker. Governor Kathy Hochul wants all New Yorkers to have a vote by mail option. You can get mad about this. That's fine. That's fine. You can get as mad as humanly possible about this. That's fine. Fine. But also you should understand this. That's so brilliant and ruthless and how you should play the game and here's what I mean by that. Let's just let's just talk about New York It's blue. It's really, really, really blue. Democrats, even going into the 2022 midterms, even if things keep nosediving by 2024, I mean, a Republican's probably not getting elected there. And yet they don't think in those terms. They don't think in terms of safe seats. It would never occur to communists like Governor Hochul to take power and not take necessary steps to make sure you keep it forever. They take power and they immediately use their power so they can keep it and expand on it. Yeah, it's detestable. It's awful. Yes, it, it I mean it's just it's one of those things that traps New Yorkers forever and it's freaking awful. I mean it's happening in a lot of blue areas, not just New York. But you almost have to respect the ruthlessness of it. Especially when you consider the spineless GOP, they take power and immediately start talking about all the things they can't do. Well, we can't do this. No, we can't do that. Well, hey, we got midterms coming up. Hold on. Well, hold on. No, that wouldn't be reasonable. We're going to be, what do they always call themselves? The adults in the room? Yeah, the children are winning. Dear Dr. Jesse, I am cheap. I drive a small truck that is two decades old, drink cheap vodka and occasionally splurge on a $25 bottle of bourbon. Yes, I'm the guy with plenty of money in the bank, and you would never know. Everyone knows your success has brought some extra cheddar. What has changed in your life when it comes to money? Do you treat yourself to something you otherwise wouldn't? It's actually a really good question. Uh, I do eat out probably more. And I legitimately, I I love you, as you know. I love food, and th- this is gonna sound this is gonna sound weird and really white trash, but I don't care. That's what I am anyway. You know, I didn't grow up obviously with a bunch of money. We we were not poor. I'm not poor mouthing you here, but we we did not have a bunch of money. And once I left the house, you know, I joined the Marines and construction and all that stuff. So I was okay. I mean, again, not I'm not on food stamps, but never had a bunch of money. And because food. Is an unhealthy obsession of mine. I would genuinely dream about being able to eat out whenever I want. That was always just a dream of mine. And it's not that I don't like eating at home. You know, I'll eat some. I'll eat some craft mac and cheese and some. Not what, Chris? And my world famous cheeseburgers and stuff like that at home. I'm fine at eating at home, but real wealth for me, it was it was a, it was something I would daydream about. I would love to be able to, and I'm not joking about it, I would love to be able to go to Red Lobster whenever I want. I would love to be able to go down to Waffle House whenever I want. I I just, for me, that is what that was a a life goal. That's what I wanted. Uh, Now I'm at a place where I can go to Red Lobster when I want. And that's cool. I mean, it's not wealth. I'm not wealthy, not by any stretch of the imagination. Maybe I will be one day. I don't know. I mean, if this daggone radio show keeps blowing up the way it is, maybe I will be. I don't know. But for now, that's wealth to me. I would say that has changed. Let me think of something else. I brought it up last night. I always have orange juice in the fridge now, and I know I'm probably being mocked right now, but I love orange juice. I I, I would drink – you could set all the pop or soda, whatever you call it, you could set the orange juice – you could set a ball of orange juice in front of me or every kind of pop on earth and say, pick one, and there would be no question – I'm an orange juice guy. I would drink. I would if it wasn't so expensive. I would seriously drink a half gallon a day. I would. I love it. I would drink it all the time. No pulp, Chris. Chris said pulp or no pulp. No pulp. I'm not eating. I'm drinking. Okay. Anyway, I have orange juice in the fridge. Um, that's probably about it. I, and I'm not. I'm not acting like a, there's nothing else ever. Or there won't ever be anything else ever. But we're we're simple people. I I just don't have that's okay. That sounded really bad. I don't have expensive tastes because I didn't grow up in that way, and the wife didn't either. We we don't have boats and jet skis and lake houses and, and 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 a bunch of diamonds and stuff like that. It's just not how we grow up. We're very very simple people. I mean, legitimately, a cheeseburger and fries for everybody is just fine for us. That's just kind of who we are. It's actually bailed us out a lot don't have expensive tastes it's helped save some money during some really 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 hard times i I wasn't missing out on the jet ski because i never had one (laughs) all right we have a historical question here and a question about the fed and me being fed chairman hang on
0: how lucky we were to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
1: Jesse Kelly show on an ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Allow us to continue with your questions. The whole day is your questions. Dear your showgun many guns. That would be me. Chris. I work in finance and watched my coworkers today, freaking out over what the fed chairman was going to say and do all morning. I know you'd love to be president heavy D's chief of staff, but I think you'd have more fun if you settled for being Fed Chairman. Let's pause there for a second. I never said I wanted to be Heavy D's chief of staff. What I said was this. One, I'm very happy doing exactly what I'm doing. If I did just this the rest of my life, I'm a happy man. I don't have some, well, again, I don't want to act like I'm not ambitious. I want the show to you know be huge and, and all that, I'm, of course. But I'm happy right here. The question that was posed to me was, if Ron DeSantis, who again I'm not a fanboy, I, I think he's I'm very impressed so far. I think he is probably the man most suited to take over if we need someone to take over. I don't consider him to be a savior, nor do I care and consider any man to be a savior. It's just that we have a long way to go. We need a th- we need a thousand Ron DeSantis's. All right, so let's just keep that in mind. The question that was posed to me was, if Ron DeSantis did get elected and asked me to be his chief of staff, which he wouldn't, I should note, I actually don't know Heavy D in, perp- in person. As many of these politicians as I've gotten to know, I don't know him. I've never said a word to him. But if he got elected and asked me to be his chief of staff, would I accept? <sighs> and this is where, where it gets difficult. I have no desire to be chief of staff. I have no desire to move my family to Washington, D.C. and live and work and worship around all that filth. I've lived there. I lived there for a year, and it's a wretched place, a wretched place. I don't have any desire to quit radio or TV. Remember, my, my TV show's on the first every single night, 9 p.m. Eastern. I actually have a George Soros special on my show right now. But setting all that aside, I don't want to go be chief of staff. I don't. I would feel obligated. I would feel like I had a duty to the country to do it. I don't know that I could say no. But look, everyone would hate me. I mean even if you think you'd like me, everyone would hate me. You don't even you don't even want to know what I would do if I was chief of staff. I would walk in and I would fire everybody. I'd fire the kitchen staff. I would. I'd fi- I'd fire the parking lot attendants. I might hire some back after a heavy interview process. It is time to start taking out communism from this country by the roots the entire state department bye you're gone well, i'll fire the maid i'll fire all of them i might hire some back maybe not this was the great mistake of donald trump and actually that's not me dogging on him he didn't know how deep the rot went to be frank when he first got elected i didn't know how deep the deep the rot went The rot is everywhere in this government. The anti-Republican rot is everywhere. They will kneecap you every single step of the way, throwing rakes in your path. You have to go in there like Genghis Khan and start firing every single person. All right, so back to what you were saying. Would I be Fed chairman? Yeah, if you allow me to eliminate the Fed. You know what, Chris, play it again before I get to this next question. I still cannot believe John Kirby. Remember, he's the Pentagon spokesman. It's a big deal. John Kirby, he, well, I shouldn't say he, we as a nation, our military and intelligence apparatus, we nuked 10 innocent people in Afghanistan, seven of them children, adorable little children. And not only has no one been held to account... No one has even apologized. And now, after their internal review, nobody's even going to be demoted?
4: How does it strike you that no one is held accountable? Because I know how it strikes a lot of people around the world, that you can get away with murder and nobody's punished for it.
5: I do understand that. We we, we appreciate that not everybody's going to uh, support this decision. Uh, what I can tell you is we looked at this thing very, very comprehensively. And again, we acknowledge that there were procedural breakdowns. Processes were not uh, executed the way they should have been. But it doesn't necessarily indicate that, uh, that an individual or individuals have to be held to account for that. But look, uh, is there, this is, is one.
4: Discipline inside the Pentagon at all? I mean, maybe there are no charges brought up, but is anyone demoted or disciplined for what happened
5: that what day? What we are going to do, there's, no, there's not going to be individual discipline as a result of this, Willie, but what we are going to do is learn from this, uh, and we're going to enact and improve our procedures and our processes to try to make sure this doesn't happen again.
1: They're not going to do a daggone thing. And even, even let's say maybe you're maybe you're an awfully cold-hearted soul and you don't care about 10, 10 dead innocent people in Afghanistan. That's fine, that's fine. Understand what that looks like to the rest of the world and understand that when we criticize when when let's say Russia does something tomorrow or China does something tomorrow or or look, the Taliban do something tomorrow. They hurt a bunch of innocent people. and we vocally criticize them for it. they shouldn't do it. And they come back and say, you killed 10 innocent people in Afghanistan. Understand that. That's a good point. That we lose the moral high ground when we do things like this. How can we not hold anyone to account? How? Dr. Jesse, who would win in a pitched battle between the 6th Division, U.S. 6th Marine Division, straight out of Okinawa with the BAR, that's a Browning Automatic Rifle. It was, uh, by the way, Browning Automatic Rifle was a, a, a what's considered an LMG, a light machine gun. It was used in World War II. Very excellent weapon. A, a BAR and a 45. A 45 is a pistol. The caliber is 45, all right? Or 200 cra- crazed 12th century Scottish Highlanders with swords and spears. Well, the Marines would destroy them. The Marines were, This is what's so different about the modern era and what people have a hard time accepting. Honestly, it's a big reason why Japan lost World War II. People have a hard time accepting that lots of times courage doesn't matter. Fighting spirit, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, you want those things. Those things are important. Those, I mean, those Medal of Honors we read every single Monday on Medal of Honor Monday. It's it's, it's important. You want your army to have that. You can be the 10 bravest men in the world, but if you're charging a machine gun nest in the open, your bravery will go to the grave with you really, really quickly. And many many went that way. Dr. Jesse, why do boomers, he's obviously talking about baby boomers, have such a hard time acknowledging that they can't and shouldn't trust any form of government? My father is an honorable man, 1976 Academy grad, highly intelligent and educated. He insists that the administrative state is a good thing. He thinks the EPA, FDA, and CPS, and all the other alphabet agencies in federal government are a public service. He tells me all the time that I need to be governed. It's baffling that with all the evidence that we are in the middle of a communist revolution, he still thinks the leadership of the military will honor their oath to protect the Constitution. Why? I'll tell you why. A couple different reasons. One... When you talk about a generational thing, make sure you're merciful as you can be with older generations. And this is what I mean. If you're a younger person today, let's say you're 30s, 40s, 50s today. You, you've really grown up with a huge part of your life as the government openly corrupt and rotted and wrong. That's how you've grown up. I mean, put your number on it, 10 years, 20 years, 25 years, where the corruption was really just naked out there for everyone to see. So a huge portion of your life has been that, where it's all not only been untrustworthy, it's been openly untrustworthy. Everyone can see the corruption and the lies and the ineptitude. But people of an older generation, they didn't grow up like that. Yeah, government has always sucked. Government's always been inefficient. That's the nature of government. It's made up of men who are fallible and men who don't have the exact same motivation to succeed as people do in the private sector. So government's always going to fail, but they didn't. For most of America's history, we didn't have a completely rotted government. You can always point to corruption here or a disaster there or a disgrace there. It's always existed on some level. But the people who are older right now, make sure you understand for most of their lives, something like the FBI, that was considered honorable. I was considered really cool. You, When I say the FBI to you, if you're a younger person, if I say the FBI to you, you roll your eyes. Probably give a little sneer. Oh boy, here we go, FBI again. If you're someone who was born in 1950, You've lived a lot of your life with the FBI as being the G-Men, blue jacket with the yellow letters, highly trained government agents. That's that's how you've lived your life. It's hard to break that once that's ingrained in you. And there's another reason. There's another reason a lot of people trust the government when they shouldn't. And I'll tell you what that is in just a second. But you want a Christmas gift idea? You know how I've been telling you to switch from pure switch to Pure Talk? Get rid of Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile. I've had all three of them. Pure Talk is on the exact same 5G network as one of those guys. They have unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. I switched me and my entire family to Pure Talk, so I put my money where my mouth is, and the average family saves $800 a year. But Christmas time is here. They have iPhone 12s starting at just $479 for a limited time. From your cell phone, dial pound two fifty and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional fifty percent off your first month plus save on a new phone. That's pound two five zero and say Jesse Kelly. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. Christmas shopping is easy this year. Dial pound two fifty and say Jesse Kelly. Jesse Kelly back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, we are having fun on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, I'll be on Tucker Carlson's show tonight. We've been texting back and forth. You're probably going to want to watch me on Tucker Carlson tonight. I have I have a couple things to say they'll be wildly offensive you know me you know me but back to the question I want to get to the question the guy was basically asking why do lots of older generation Americans trust the government I just told you why the older generation some of them do another part of it is this though and it has nothing to do with age nothing to do with age I don't know whether this is a nature or nurture thing. I don't know whether people learn to be like this or whether this is God given. I suspect it's more of a nurture thing, but some people are simply born to follow. They don't want to think they don't have any desire to think. A lot of people want to be led and taken care of. That's, Let's Look, let's have a hard talk here. This is, this, is, this is weird, but let's have a hard talk here. I believe that freedom, limited government, freedom, capitalism, all the things we love, I believe it is the greatest form of government. And I think our history, our short history here in America, a little over 200 years, proves that it's certainly the most prosperous. I mean, raising up the poor from everywhere. So I, that's what I'm saying. But there's a big but. I'm not a hundred percent sure it goes with the nature of man. I'm not a hundred percent sure man wasn't made to have a king. Remember this. Remember, this little window of time we live in. I mean, God gave us this tiny window, so we're gonna be we're gonna be happy about it, right? But this little window of time we're in now. Where we don't have a king and there aren't really kings around the world. I know there's a little king here and a little king there. But this little window of time, we're the abnormal ones. For almost all of human history, men were ruled by whatever. You can call them kings, cons, lords. They were were ruled by people. Now, I think that's detestable. I don't ever want to live under a king. I like to be free. But I'm not so sure the general nature of man isn't built for a king. And look, you watched this last year. Forget about last year. You've watched this for a long time. If you're being honest with yourself, you've watched how many of your fellow Americans? Something bad happens. Government, what should I do? Save me, government. How many? How many Americans? They not only follow government orders every single time. They demand you do, too. We have to do what we're told. Wait, what? No, we don't. We're free Americans. No, we don't. I think if we're being honest with ourselves, an uncomfortably high percentage of people around us want to be ruled. They want to be servants. And that sucks. Look, I I know that's a bit of a downer, but it's true. And also, one last thing, when it comes to, if we're going to bring up the older generation, why they may be more accepting, understand how radical the Democrat Party is now compared to what it was it used to be you know obviously a more union friendly working class friendly uh, uh, a normal party that that shared really the family values of the right i it's t- it's a tough call you take someone 70 80 years old and i don't know we have a bunch of people listening to that the show that age it's tough to accept that this is now the democratic party
4: we actually do have an ideological frame um, myself and alicia in particular are trained organizers um we uh, are trained Marxists. And I think that what we really try to do is build a movement that could be utilized by many, many black folk.
1: That's hard. Someone who grew up voting for JFK and people like that, it's hard to convince that person no, 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 no. JFK's gone. And this is what the Democratic Party is. It's hard. It's hard to unlearn. The things you've always learned. Look, you want to do some inside radio? Here, I'll give you some inside radio. This show, actually, they just put out a press release on this. This is all going to tie in. Don't worry. They just put out a a big press release. This show is skyrocketing with what's called the key demo. That stands for key demographic. Now, what what are you talking about, Jesse? What is this? You know what the key demographic is in radio? If you, if, you were, if you were to just show up here on earth and start a radio show and you were to say, what, what people do I want listening? You really, and it's not that you don't value every listener. I actually think when I get emails saying, hey, I'm 87 and I listen, that's the most flattering thing in the world for me because you're way wiser than I'll ever be, right? And I love when I hear that like, kids listen. But we're, we're talking purely from a business standpoint. From a business standpoint, you want the 24 to 55-year-old person listening to the show it just so happens that particular age group we've basically we just continue to double our audience we're just going off like a rocket ship with that age group why but why what does that make sense why would radio want want that specific group i don't i don't understand here's why when you start making buying decisions after you know you're young and poor we've all been young and poor when you're young and poor for a while and then you start getting 25 30 35 40 you start to, and I realize this is a generalization. Everyone falls on hard times. I was broke as can be at 35. But anyway, you start making buying decisions when you get into your late 20s, 30s, 40s. It's the key demographic in radio because you start doing your consuming decisions too. You, you're figuring out at that age what show do I like? What what kind of radio do I like? And you don't change. You're making decisions at that age about your habits, your spending habits, your radio listening habits. You're making decisions at that age that you don't change from. It's not you don't lose listeners. You're always going to lose one. I mean, especially me as offensive as I am. You're always going to offend somebody, but they care in radio about that particular demographic the most because they're making buying decisions they'll stick with for the next 30 years. Not that I think I'll even be alive for another 30 years, but if I am and I haven't been kicked off the air by then, there might be somebody 30 years from now listening to me who has listened to me for 30 years. The same way works for voting. Once you start voting Democrat at 25, 30, 35, and that just becomes who you are, it becomes what you know, it's hard to get someone off of that. It's hard when you've made a decision early on in your life, I'm going to start doing this. Once you're on that path for so long, oftentimes you stay there. All right, let's talk about Christmas with unvaccinated people or vaccinated people. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly show on an ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Let's get back to the questions because I keep getting a lot of these and <sighs> this sucks. Here's the question. Jesse, what would you do if some of your vaccinated family members only wanted to see you who is unvaccinated? If you tested negative before and wore a mask inside, you talk a lot about those refusing to see family being bad guys, but what if your family has conditions like this? Pretty sure we know what we'll do. Just wanted to get your opinion. I'm not going. Uh, and this is, I hate this so much. I hate how many emails I've gotten. I'm not saying don't send them. You're welcome to send them. I, I like i like knowing what people are thinking, what people are going through. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com is the email address. I hate that coronavirus has divided so many families in this country. I hear this all the time. My kids won't let me see my grandkids. My parents won't let me visit. My uh, my brother won't let me see my godson. I, it's time after time after time after time. And I, I realize that's not what this is. They're not saying don't come. If you are so warped by this point in time with coronavirus fear, if that much fear has consumed you that you think I'm going to wear a mask while I sit inside and celebrate Christmas time. I mean, you're, you're going to be doing that without me. You're going to be doing that without. And I hate saying that because I, I love family. I think family is everything. I just think it is everything. I think it's, I think it's just the most important thing. And that coronavirus has done this to this country sucks. But, and this sounds terrible to say, this really sounds terrible to say, some people, even people close to you, parents, friends, parents, brothers, sisters, whatever, cousins, whatever the case may be, they may be lost for a while. It doesn't mean they're not going to come around. It doesn't mean they're not going to ever wake up. Maybe it'll take them a year. Maybe it'll take them 10. But some people are just lost. And look. I'm not hopping on that crazy train with you. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm not spending Christmas Day that way. Sorry, I'll be with other family members. I'll be drinking hot chocolate. I'll be letting the kids open gifts. I'll be sneaking bourbon into my coffee that morning as, as I watch it. I'll, be, it, it, it. I'll be having fun. We're going to read the story about the birth of Jesus. We're gonna, I'm going to watch documentaries once I kick everyone out of the house. I'm going to wear comfortable slippers. I'm going to sit around. I'm going to enjoy the day of Christmas. If you think I'm going to spend Christmas with a mask on me because you're a paranoid freak, you've got another thing coming. Look, this thing has consumed people. It's consumed people. Again, this was Morning Joe on MSNBC. Prove to me the masks don't work. Uh, What? I'm just not sure I'd be at
4: all comfortable, Joe, would you, getting on a plane if no one was wearing masks?
6: Yeah, No, Katie, I mean, listen, we, we, we all, for people who've traveled through the years, somebody sneezes a row up and you and your family <laughs> have the flu for the next two weeks. I mean, the kids right. aren't going to school. And I know that they've improved the airflow, but if they have proof of that, I want to see the medical yeah. studies and the documentation. And because if, if masks don't make any difference, then we all... Would like to not wear masks, but caddy, that seems a little crazy.
1: This is become a sickness for a lot of people. Like I said earlier in the show, I, this has become that, that comforting blankie that babies have. That's what this thing has become. It's become a sickness. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. Listening to your show and the push to vaccinate everyone. What do you think the end goal is? It can't just be a money grab by pharmaceutical companies. Okay, one, obviously it's a money grab by pharmaceutical companies. That's obviously a huge part of it. But two, realize how much power these people have gained. You have to understand something about Western leaders. They've been broken and rotted for a long time. Remember, they consider themselves to be above you. They should be rulers that... Western leaders for a long time have despised the Western limits on their powers. What is it, Sweden? Chris, look this up. Make sure I don't screw this up. Is it Sweden? They're already putting chips in people's bodies with their vaccine information. Make sure I have that right, though, Chris. I don't want to spread some whack job conspiracy theory. Think what coronavirus has given the West. It is Sweden. It is Sweden. If I had told you two years ago... People would be putting chips in their bodies with private health information on it. You would have laughed. You would have turned off the radio. In fact, you probably would have went home that night and said, Honey, you're not going to believe what this wingnut said on the air. He said they're going to inject people with chips. Who is this crazy guy? That's happening right now. Not in communist China. I mean, probably there too. But that's happening in Sweden. The people who've wanted power, the people who've wanted more power, coronavirus has done nothing but give them that more power. I Think think about, I mean, just honestly, take a step back and look at all the people pushing all the COVID stuff, vaccinate everyone. We're just going to set aside pharmaceutical companies. That one speaks for itself. Everyone knows why they would push it. Take a step back and think about Dr. Fauci. Do you genuinely believe Dr. Fauci dislikes coronavirus? Or is coronavirus the greatest thing that ever happened to Dr. Fauci? You understand, I know this is going to make you mad, understandably, but you understand no one knew who Dr. Fauci was, and now when he dies, whenever that day comes, now he's going to have a gigantic memorial-type funeral with all these Democrat politicians honoring his coffin. and th- That's his life now. He gets that now. He's throwing out the first pitch at baseball games. He's on the cover of magazines. He's doing infomercial after infomercial. He's famous. He could write a book tomorrow. He probably already wrote a book. He could write a book tomorrow and be a millionaire like that overnight. Overnight. He's the highest paid government employee now. Do you think Dr. Fauci dislikes coronavirus? Why this push for everyone? Well, it's more than just money. Don't get me wrong. Money's a huge part of it. It's power. It's power. People people love power. People love to be in charge over others. It's just it's it's one of the things about the fallen nature of man. Dr. Jesse, I too would prefer to spend my evenings with a glass of bourbon in a good documentary rather than pretend to be polite around other human beings. Two questions on that front. What is your bourbon of choice and how do you drink it? Hopefully you're not a whiskey and coke guy. And two. What earth? Chris raises his hands. I know you're a whiskey and Coke guy, Chris, because you're a child. Okay? You're a child. Number two, what are three documentaries you, could, you would recommend? Okay, one, this is going to sound terrible, but when it comes to things like bourbon, I just kind of grew up drinking Jim Beam, and I understand. I can see everybody. Oh, you're so white trash. Yes, I am. When have I ever denied being white trash? Now, it's not that I don't enjoy a good one. And now, see, one of the things, one of the things that's crazy is when you when you do what I do now, I guess people somehow think you're famous or something like that, and they give you stuff. So every now and then, like for Christmas time, I just got a, a bottle of a super high-end tequila in the mail. Super high-end tequila. I don't drink tequila, and I definitely wouldn't know a high-end one from a low-end one, but people give you stuff. So every now and then, someone will give you give me a bottle of bourbon or something like that, and I don't want to act like I'm not enjoying it. I enjoy it, but I don't need much. I I don't need much. That's one. Two, I've already told you about Hell in the Pacific. That's the name of a documentary. Now, remember, that's also the name of a Lee Marvin World War II movie. That's not what I'm talking about. The documentary Hell in the Pacific is the greatest documentary I think I've ever seen in my life. It's definitely the greatest World War II documentary I've ever seen in my life by a mile. But I actually have two others. One, you've definitely heard of, I would think. Two, I bet you money you have not heard of, and you're going to love both of these. But you got to hang on for a second on that. But first, have you bought gold yet from Oxford Gold Group? Have you made one simple phone call to eight three three nine nine five gold and told them Jesse told you to call and got some gold delivered to your home? I mean, we understand what's happening right after Christmas, right? Next year, financially, could be the year of hyperinflation. They're already signaling they're very concerned about that. That means the value of your dollar and my dollar nosedives to nothing. Gold has never nosedived to nothing. Gold was worth something long before the country even existed. Call 833-995-GOLD and tell Oxford Gold Group that Jesse told you to call. They will take special care of you. They're wonderful to work with. There's no pressure. They make it easy. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Oxford Gold Group. For gold, you can hold.
6: Feeling a little stocky?
1: Follow, like, and
6: subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. I take it my friend oh no
1: the Jesse Kelly Show, and I love Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I have a lot of good questions to get to, though. I need to pick up the pace, Chris. All right, he asked for three documentaries. One, there's a World War II documentary, Hell in the Pacific. I've told you about it. It's very, very difficult to find. I will tell you that. It's very difficult to find. I'm actually trying to find a hard copy of it. I want, I want a DVD copy of it so I have something. I haven't been able to find it yet. That's one. Two, you've heard of this one. You've probably watched it. I thought, and I still maintain, this is probably the greatest documentary ever, the Civil War documentary by Ken Burns. Ken Burns' Civil War documentary. I know Ken Burns has turned into a nutball communist. I know he has. I know his hair is just brutal. Fellas, you know what? Let's pause again here. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can do an image search for Ken Burns. And I don't rip on people for their appearance, but guys... We've had this talk before. We're going to have this talk again, fellas. Your hair. Let it go. Look, and I'm not telling you this as someone who's not experiencing it. My hair is not only starting to go gray. Have you seen my beard? It's happening up top, too. My hair is starting to thin out. It's starting to retreat back towards my ears like the Italian Navy. My my hair's going. I'm going to be bald at some point in time. You know What? I'm not dying it, I'm not getting a toupee, I'm not getting whatever that animal is that Ken Burns put on his head, I'm going to let it go, I'm going to buzz it down as your hair starts to go, it doesn't get longer, it gets shorter, and you let it go, it's fine, chicks dig a little gray, chicks don't mind a little bald either, it's fine, it's okay, Everyone can tell you dyed your hair and it looks terrible. Every single person can see. If you have a toupee, not only can everyone see, they're talking about you behind, behind your back and it looks awful. If you go the full Ken Burns wig route, you can actually become just a national laughing stock. Don't do that, fellas. Let it go. All right? Let it go. All right, back to my third documentary that I would recommend. This one, I believe... I think it might have been for sale on Amazon. I'm not sure anymore. There's a World War II one again called The Price of Empire. And the reason I like Price of Empire is you see lots of times you'll see a new documentary come out. World War II, World War One, Civil War, whatever the case may be. And you're looking at the same footage you've seen a thousand times. And they're talking about all the same things you know. Well, this one... It gave different angles for things and different stories you don't know about, and I like that. I thought that was good. Dear Supreme Allied Commander, since I was 13 in 1993, I've heard the national debt is unsustainable. At this point, can we admit it's pretty well sustained? Trees don't grow to the sky, brother. At some point in time, we can't cover the interest on the debt, and no one knows exactly how bad the fallout's going to be from that, But it's going to be really, really bad. I promise you that. Dr. History buff. Alexander the Great with a 10,000-man army or versus Genghis Khan with a 10,000-man army? Oh, Genghis Khan just wipes the floor with him. Absolutely wipes the floor with him. Alexander wasn't using... uh, Remember, the Mongolian army, if you don't know anything about Mongols or really any of the Asian steppe tribes, the Scythians and all uh, the Huns, the, uh, the Huns were an Asian steppe tribe. If you don't know anything about them... They're very, very fascinating people and completely warlike, violent, uh, but highly mobile, and they're horse archers. Genghis Khan had an army of horse archers, and they're all mounted. He didn't have foot infantry. They're all mounted, so the entire army simply moves at light speed compared to everyone else. You're not slowing down waiting for the infantry to come up. It's not that Genghis Khan basically conquered the known world It's that he did it with relative ease. Now, granted, he ended up getting bogged down in a couple early big fights in China, but Genghis Khan brilliantly brought in Chinese engineers to help with the siege equipment and he would adapt. Remember, you always want to be adaptable. He would adapt. And it's not just that they took over everyone. It's that he just stormed through them. And remember, one of my favorite history stories of all time, and I'm going to mess up a couple of names here, but Genghis Khan... He, he gets right next to this other really powerful Empire in the Middle East. I'm not going to bore you with all the names on it. And this other empire was really powerful and Genghis Khan did not want to take them over. He wanted to trade with them. So he sent this huge caravan to them of goods and, and spices and things like that. Hey, look at all my stuff, let's get to know each other. you know that, w- that was a flirting back then, trade flirting. The governor of this city killed all of his people and took all of his stuff. Now, granted, Genghis Khan wasn't that Genghis Khan yet, so this guy really didn't understand who and what he was dealing with. Genghis Khan, in a really understanding move, said, okay, has this guy lost his friggin' mind? Surely he has. Let me send some more. And he killed, I don't think he killed all of them again. I think he let a couple live, but he cut off their beards, which was a huge insult, and sent them back to Genghis Khan. Well, now it's on. And Genghis Khan swarms this city, just takes it down and he takes silver, takes hard silver. He gets his hands on the governor after he takes over the city, he gets hard silver in his hands and he melts it down so it's liquid and molten. And he pours it into the guy's eyes and ears and throat to kill him. Ha <laughs> How sweet is that? Genghis Khan baby. Dear menu master, which state has the best Mexican food and why Arizona or Texas? I'll tell you, California needs to be on that game too. And new Mexico has some good one, especially if you get into some of that hatch green chili stuff. I've had a lot of Mexican food in all those States. I'm partial to Texas Tex-Mex mainly because and this is where you get people say, that's not real Mexican food. Yes, it is. Every Mexican buddy I know goes and eats Tex-Mex with me. It's a lot cheese heavier. Um, I would say Texas, Texas. Dear Majestic Oracle of Truth and Patriotism, what is the biggest lie told in America in the last 150 years? I'm going to go with diversity is our strength. That's a pretty good one. Uh, look, that's a, that's a very, very good one. But along those same lines, uh, forget about 150 years. It's been, honestly, since our existence, Americans have been obsessed. De Tocqueville wrote about this. That A great writer wrote about this early, early on. He said Americans are obsessed with the idea of equality, and we have so perverted this idea of equality that it's killing us. It's absolutely killing us at an unsustainable level. I will explain what I mean in just a second.
0: How (gasps) lucky we were to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Day after day, young women who don't think they have options are choosing abortion. Preborn's network of clinics have rescued over 200,000 babies. The majority of the women who come to their clinics are being pressured to abort. Preborn seeks these women out before they make the ultimate choice and introduces them to the life going inside of them through a free ultrasound. And we are the fuel that allows Preborn to offer these young women free ultrasounds. Once she hears that heartbeat, And seize that precious life, the majority of time, she will choose. Life. 28 bucks. That's what an ultrasound costs. $140 provides five ultrasounds. Let's save some lives today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day after that because abortion doesn't stop, so we can't stop. To donate, dial pound 250 and say baby. That's pound 250, baby. Or go to preborn.com slash jesse. That's preborn.com slash jesse. Sponsored by Preborn. Ah! Kelly show final hour of the Jesse Kelly show on an ask Dr. Jesse Friday back to my equality thing here. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? Hold on on the equality thing. Joe Biden (laughs) Joe Biden just got up to speak at a university and man, he nailed it. Because of the incredible incredible
6: change in science and technology you're going to see us traveling commercially the next 20 years at Twelve, fifteen thousand
1: 15,000 miles an hour, subsonic speeds, supersonic speed. I mean, the things... Become- <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that's the president. Just just a heads up for everybody, subsonic means less than the speed of sound. The speed of sound is about 767 miles per hour. Subsonic means less than that, Joe. What you were talking about was super... You know what? what, Forget about it. Forget about it. All right, back to what I was talking about, equality. Americans just love it. And this is left and right. You'll find people obsessed with it. Uh, Equal. Things have to be equal. We're equal. Uh, It needs to be more equal. Why would we ever strive for equality when people aren't equal? Nobody's equal. I'm not equal to you. You're not equal to me not equal to Chris. I'm not equal to the guy on the sidewalk. We are all incredibly different. Equality is the most overrated thing in the history of the world. We should all be treated equally under the law, and that's where equality should stop. I, I, I see this all the time across the country. To be honest, I see it. I see it in corporate America badly. Uh, we need more diversity. Uh, do we have enough women? Why are you trying to have enough women instead of trying to be the best company? I'm not saying women aren't going to be part of it. Look, maybe they're all women. Maybe whatever your company is, maybe you want only women. In that case, you don't need men. But stop acting like more women is a goal. Uh, We need more black people. No, you need more good people. You need more good people. Maybe your company is all black people. That's fine. But the goal should be success, quality. That should always be the goal. But Americans... Love this idea of equality. And it is just wretched, wretched. Do you remember when I played for you? I've played it a couple times today. The Pentagon spokesman, John Kirby. I'm going to play it again right now in case you missed it. Pentagon spokesman, John Kirby being asked about the 10 innocent civilians, including seven children we massacred. You remember when he said this?
4: How does it strike you that no one is held accountable? Because I know how it strikes a lot of people around the world, that you can get away with murder and nobody's punished for it.
5: I do understand that. We we, we appreciate that not everybody is going to uh, support this decision. Uh, what I can tell you is we looked at this thing very, very comprehensively. And again, we acknowledge that there were procedural breakdowns. Processes were not uh, executed the way they should have been. But it doesn't necessarily indicate that, uh, that an individual or individuals have to be held to account for that. But look, uh, is there this d- is. Is there
4: discipline inside the Pentagon at all? I mean, maybe there are no charges brought up, but is anyone demoted or disciplined for what happened
5: that what day? We're, what we are going to do, there's, no, there's not going to be individual discipline as a result of this, Willie. But what we are going to do is learn from this, uh, and we're going to enact and improve our procedures and our processes to try to make sure this doesn't happen again.
1: Yeah, we've been raging about that today. No one held accountable. No one, held, no one, no one even disciplined. No one even demoted, but wait, you did you didn't think that was all, did you? You know my sky is green theory. I've played for you before. I don't need to I don't need to rehash it. How they'll take a failure and they'll flat out tell you, Oh no, it's a great success. Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, this is what he said about our withdrawal from Afghanistan that got thirteen of our warriors killed, still has American civilians over there, and us killing 10 civilians
2: standing here in december that strategic decision remains the right decision for the first time in 20 years there are no u.s troops in harm's way in afghanistan this holiday season we safely and effectively drew down our diplomatic presence we lifted tens of thousands of vulnerable afghans to safety in a unique american example of capacity commitment and sheer logistics
1: they're bragging about afghanistan That's how they do it. Remember, that's how the communist operates. It's not just that he doesn't apologize. You can wave his biggest failures in front of him, and he'll brag about them to you. That's that's what we're up against. Crazy. Dear Jesse, if there was to be a national divorce, the biggest question would be what side would the military be on? We all know the communists would use the military to invade or intimidate the freedom-loving, right-minded states, what would China or Russia do with a divided country? I personally agree a split is inevitable as freedom-loving patriots have no love for or desire to be under communist rule, but the question of our military's loyalty is the biggest issue. Said so you can use my name his name is Casey. Thank you, love the show. Well, I don't know what you want me to say, Casey, because I don't have good I don't have good answers for you right now. Right now? If it was to happen? Okay, let's Let's talk about it right now. We don't have very many of the top generals or admirals. Almost all of them are on the left. Barack Obama very smartly, because he was a communist, he purged about 100 generals from the military. You know how many we purged when we took over? Almost none. Almost none. So we left them all in place. We now have a military's leadership that is entirely loyal to the Democratic Party. That's the bad news. But wait, there's more. I actually have worse news. It's gotten worse. We are purging people who aren't taking the vaccine. And then there's the soft purge. The soft purge is this. We have people on the right, currently in the military, who don't want to serve to find out about their white rage. They don't want to serve to to fix climate change. And so when it comes time to re-enlist these people we need, they're going to get out. That... Combined with the fact, I consider this to be part of the soft purge, wonderful patriots out there who we need in our military, they're not getting in. They they don't want to be part of this garbage. They don't want any part of this, and I don't blame them. They're going to go do something else. And so not only is the military in a bad spot, they're heading the wrong way quickly. It's only going to get worse. And again, this is... This is the mistake Republicans make. This is what I've said before, and I don't, I don't want to bring you down. It's a Friday night. I'm going to get back to your ask Dr. Jesse questions and stuff like that. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to bring you down, but Republicans aren't going to unwind the things Joe Biden has done. The reason. This has been such a successful presidency for Joe Biden. It isn't just the gains they've made. It's that all the gains they've made are permanent because they'll spend four years tearing through this country like a hot knife through butter, and Republicans will get elected, and they'll try to do things the right way. Well, we have to be better than them, guys. Remember when Bill Barr? Remember when that loser Bill Barr took over? And immediately they were asking him, "Uh, okay, we have an FBI... They're politicized and they went after the political opponent of the president. What are you going to do about that, Bill Barr? Remember what he said? Well, I don't want to get involved in a tit for tat. Unless we start fighting back with teeth, it's already over. It's already over. The next president, honestly, I don't care who it is, Trump, DeSantis, Cruz, whoever the case may be, next president should fire every single officer in the military over 06. Every one of them. Every flag officer. You're all gone. That's the kind of purge that needs to happen. It won't. Jesse, my man, I'm a 34-year-old white Rush baby from Delphus, Ohio. Started listening to your show a few months ago and knew right away you had a special talent in broadcasting. You're my first radio talk show, I try to make time to listen to each day since Rush passed. Keep up the great work, my man. Rush, man, what a talent that guy was. Do you really think China will attack the U.S.? If so, When? Uh, I talked about this a little bit earlier, so I'm not going to dwell on this, but I will say this because this person brings up an EMP attack. I'm very concerned about an EMP attack in case you don't know what that means. EMP stands for electromagnetic pulse. It's an attack that disables all the electricity. It basically fries all the electricity in a given area. I talk to a lot of national security guys behind the scenes, as many as I possibly can, just trying to get as much knowledge as I can so I can come on the show and try to sound smart every night. (laughs) I've talked to a lot of them about this. This is one of those things. This and satellites, they're they're the things these guys are most worried about. They don't know if we're going to be able to withstand and stop that stuff. When I talk about satellites, this is what I'm talking about. Our satellites go in a set orbit around the globe. Russia's satellites are, frankly, probably better than ours, certainly as good, and Russia's developed satellites specifically designed to push ours out of orbit. They have little hooks on them. It's kind of cool when you hear about it, but, yeah, it's not good, is it? Not good at all. All right, we got to talk a little bit about, well, some more patriotism, the FBI. We even have to talk about chicken. But first, let's talk about Men, in order to get out of this hole we're in as a nation, we need strong men to lead. We must have strong men to lead. Testosterone levels are cratering. They're at an all-time low. I'm not telling you now, nor will I ever tell you to go inject something in your body. Go to chalk.com, o qcom and get well, I mean the, all their products are great. I mean my wife loves a lot of their products, a lot of them because they're all natural herbal supplements, but I'll just tell you what I take every single day. I take chalk daily and chalk's Tongcat 100 and I take both of them every single day. Natural herbal supplements and this is an American company with US manufacturing chalk dot Chalk.com. Use the promo code JESSE when you get there, though, because for a limited time, it's 50% off, half off. Chalk.com. Promo code JESSE. Missed out? Catch up.
6: jessikellyshow.com. Spend my time
1: growing
6: old with you
1: now. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, if you wouldn't mind, real quick, uh, the commander in chief, please, before we get back to the Ask Dr. Jesse questions.
6: Vaccinated 57, uh, excuse me, uh, 570, excuse me. I don't want to read, I'm not sure I got the right number. The total number of boosters is what? 57 million. 57 million boosters, 1 million a day. <laughs>
1: 50, 50, uh, seven, what's, what's the number? (laughs) It's, uh, it's 57 million, Joe. Oh, yeah, a good, good job. (laughs) We're doing great. Where is Buck Sexton's chicken recipe posted? Important stuff, Chris. We have failed miserably. Reach out to Buck's people and tell them to get us a post on the chicken recipe. The one I have at the house I think it's on a note card or something like that. We need to put it up on the show's Instagram page at Jesse Kelly D at, at, at Jesse Kelly show on Instagram and at Jesse Kelly show on Twitter. I'm going to get it up there. I'm sorry. I teased this great recipe that I stole from Buck. We talked about it last night on the show. If you missed that interview, by the way, it's on, I Hurt, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, it's It's the best thing in the world. And I'll tell you though, if you're going to make this chicken recipe, don't you dare cheat yourself. Make garlic bread with it. Garlic bread. Everyone knows garlic bread is the greatest food in the world. A lot of people don't realize garlic bread is actually the best side for chicken wings. Once you're done mowing on your chicken wings, you take the garlic bread and you sop up all that buffalo sauce with the blue cheese or ranch or whatever you're doing. Oh, it's so good. Don't make that face, Chris. Anyway, it's delicious. You need the garlic bread with this chicken recipe so you can sop up all the, all the white wine garlic sauce. Oh, oh, gosh, I'm hungry. Chris, we got to order some food after this. Remind me, now I'm starving. Uh-oh, I hope the darkness doesn't come. If I start yelling, if I start yelling and getting upset, just know that we forgot to order food and the food's on the way. And I'm going to get some food in me and it'll all be okay. I'll, I'll go get a candy bar or something like that. Oh, great. Oracle of the historical. Oh, I like that, Chris. Oracle of the historical. That's what? That's who I am. I need your expertise from, the, from your past. I'm planning on mo- moving from the bluest of blue states, California, to Red Tennessee to make sure my grandchildren don't become commies. Since they are a young family that might move, I've decided to move into an RV so I can follow where they go. So, oh wise one, solve this riddle, please. Motor home, pulling a car, Fifth wheel in pickup or travel trailer in pickup? Anticipating your wisdom, great Shogun. You can use my name. All right. Now, for those who don't know what he's talking about, uh, I know you're going to find this really shocking, but I actually just started doing media for a living. I've done a whole bunch of stuff, construction and Marine Corps and all kinds of stuff. But the job I had right before this, I was an RV salesman. Eh, Should it be more fair? I was a sales manager, but I was an RV salesman. I sold RVs. Let me tell you something, pal. When it comes to motorhome, you know those big, beautiful motorhomes you see? People love them. It becomes an addiction, but those big motorhomes are made to motor. They're not made to sit. When motorhomes sit, they go bad really, really fast. And when you have to fix a motorhome, this actually applies to RVs of all kinds. It's not like a car where you go in and they've just got to replace a belt. Give us a few hours. Do you drop off your motor home? I've seen them sit there for six months before. Careful! with I'm not telling you not to get a motor home. Look, if your plan is to bounce around and see all 50 states, get a motor home, man. Enjoy yourself. If your plan is to drive it across the country to Tennessee and park it, no, absolutely not. Other than that, I don't care. Get a fifth wheel. Get a travel trailer. May I make a suggestion to you, though, to anybody who's thinking about buying an RV? I'm not anti-RV, obviously. I've I've ate a lot of meals on RVs. They're really, really fun, and people who buy them, they become an addiction. They come back and uh, re-trade them in every five years. They just love them. One, understand that it's going to have problems. I used to be—I know you're going to find this shocking. I used to be brutally honest with people I was selling RVs to. I would tell them, you know they only make two kinds of RVs, right? ones that have had problems and ones that will, you're going to have problems. You're going to show up somewhere and the faucet's going to leak. The tanks are going to be bad. The window's going to le- You're going to have problems. Accept that and you'll be fine. Accept it and you'll be fine. For your first one, buy a used one because you don't know what you like and what you don't like yet, especially if you're going to be living in it and it's all the little things. I used to tell people this all the time when I'm selling them their first one. I said, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know that you'd rather have a, this door opens weird. I don't want a door that opens that way. I wish I had more space here. I wish I had a bigger table. And you don't have any way of knowing that until you move in. Oh, great one. You had a rant on how few FBI agents are true patriots. Most just care about their own pay and pensions and just do what they're told. Could you explain how changing politicians in elections will change deep state people who do all the grunt work for their own agendas. Well, look, what I said was this. We're constantly being told, and a lot of people on the right will say this, and I find it just absurd. Well, there's a few bad apples at the top. One, there are a ton of bad apples at the top. We're not just talking about the FBI director. We're talking about several levels down from management. It's really, really, really bad. That's one. Two. I'm told a lot. I'm, I'm really hearing a lot of this from people. Oh, the good men and women on the ground. Where are the whistleblowers? Where are the good men and women on the ground stepping up, even if it's anonymously and running to the media and talking about the rampant Democrat politicizing, politi- <laughs> going political, I can't say that word right now, going political of the FBI, the targeting of people on the right the labeling of parents, concerned parents as white supremacists and and terrorist threats, and where are these people? I'm not saying they're not there. I'm, I'm sure there are some there. Where are they? I don't hear anything. By the way, and the answer to your question is this. We have a lot of work to do because in order to clean out the FBI, we don't just need a president. We need Congress, too, And it's not just that we need Congress; we need Congress with guts. I don't know about you. Have you Have you been looking at this GOP? Do you think Do you think we're drowning in people who have guts? I say right now the biggest problem we have in this nation, whether it be the good men and women at the FBI or Republicans, we have a guts problem in this country. All right, we're not done. More Ask Doctor Jesse Friday next. It is the Jesse Kelly show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Chris, if you wouldn't mind, I, I know it makes our blood boil, but if you wouldn't mind, before I get to the Ask Dr. Jesse questions next, would you play this communist one more time? Here's Bill de Blasio.
2: People want to lead their lives. I mean, I mean the hard thing, and, you know, I feel it here in New York City. Yeah. By the way, I'm from Philadelphia, so it's not like I I, I, I live in a rural area, um, but I feel it in every block that I walk in New York City. But if I were in the middle part of the country with you, I don't think we'd see masks. I don't think we'd be showing our vax cards anywhere. So I come back to that point where unless everybody's on the same page in the country, we're kind of screwed. And you know how you
3: get on the same page, people have to lead. So look, I believe with enough leadership, enough mandates, we're going to get a hell of a lot more people vaccinated. The more people vaccinated, the more we actually make the transition to a time when COVID is in the background, not the foreground. And we know these mandates work and we know people respond. Look, human beings are pretty predictable. If you say your paycheck depends on it or your ability to enjoy life and go do the things you want to do, people will make the practical decision overwhelmingly and they'll go get vaccinated, but we aren't pushing hard enough. We got to go farther.
1: They're so comfortable talking to us this way. They're just so comfortable talking down to us. Look, I, 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 wrap your mind around that. Look, If you don't do what I tell you, I'm going to have you fired and you won't be able to enjoy your life. That is an astounding statement, public statement from an American politician. That is crazy how comfortable they've gotten speaking this way to us. Big guy and my new hero. I know the NFL and college ball are almost exclusively populated by liberal hosts and players. I've been watching it all season as an extreme anyway, as an extreme conservative. And here's why. Almost everything on TV is run by liberals. Almost any movie, seasonal show, and sport is the same liberal bias, including all the commercials. Unless you're going to throw the TV out, what possible difference does it make? I don't agree with them. I just watch the games. What say you? Well, here's what I'm going to say. I am not going to now, nor will I ever talk down to you or or judge you or anything like that. I'm the worst person in the world. And I have... I have on top of all the other terrible things I've done in my life, I have not put my money where my morals are a thousand times. I have spent plenty of money in this lifetime with companies who hate me uh, to this day because we're surrounded by them to this day. I'm sure I do to some extent. But shouldn't we make some sacrifices? The problem is, and, and again, I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you at all. But if if we were to collectively on the right, every anti-communist, if we were to stop consuming something like, let's just use the NFL. You brought it up. The NFL. Boom. Every anti-communist, no more. The NFL would be begging to have us back in one season. That's how, that's we have the numbers. But the problem is really what you just described. And again, I am not judging you. I'm not. But the problem is what you just described. You feel like you're one guy who can't make any difference. But here's the thing. Think about it like this. Think of yourself as a little piranha, just a wee little piranha, all right? You got some sharp teeth, but you're one piranha. And you come across a gigantic dead blue whale. You're not going to be able to eat that blue whale. But if you have 20,000 other little piranhas join you, that little nibble you can take out of the blue whale can whittle it down to nothing eventually. Yes, you. You can't personally change the course of the NFL or commercials or TV. You can't alone. But if we do that stuff together, then we can. Our downfall is... We don't use our numbers. We don't become activists. And we feel like it's hopeless because we're surrounded on the cultural front. It's not hopeless. The NFL needs your viewership. The NFL needs your dollars. I haven't watched a game in three years. And again, I'm not judging you for for doing it because I've watched plenty of games and done plenty of things. I'm not There's no judgment here. I'm still, I'm sure today. I probably spent money with a company I shouldn't have bought a candy bar from some bunch of communists. I, I don't know. So there's no judgment here, but I remember when, when, when St. George Floyd died and all that black lives matter filth started to fill the country. And I remember the NFL being one of the worst offenders. Remember they wouldn't even stand for the Anthem. And sometimes they wouldn't even come out of the tunnel for the Anthem, just taking a dump on my country. And you know what I remember. I remember almost everyone I knew on the right saying, that's it, I'm done. The NFL's gross. I'm done supporting them. I won't ever watch again. This is We're done with the NFL. We got to stand for something. And I remember about three weeks later, everyone said, did you see that pass from Drew Brees? Oh, I love my team. Go Saints. We couldn't turn off the NFL for two weeks. If we can't become more committed than that, we're gonna lose, my friend uh, James Lindsay. In fact, Chris, remind me. I'm gonna get James Lindsay on the show next week. He's a he's an anti-communist. He's fond of saying something, and I'm gonna paraphrase him because I'm not reading it here. I'm doing this off the top of my head. He's fond of saying we have to love freedom as much as they love communism, and right now we don't. Right now we don't. Now again, no judgment. Go watch your games. I'm not. I'm. I'm sure I'm gonna screw up today too. But if we don't use that power then we don't have anything because that's the only power we have. When I talk to you about the companies that, that, that I work with on this show, when I talk to you about, and I mean all of them, Chalk, My Pillow, Oxford Gold, all of them, the, the whole list, all of them, I tell you to put your money where your morals are because I won't work with companies that hate the country. I, have, I By the grace of God, and honestly, I owe, I, I owe you a thanks for this, the show has become so successful so fast that I now have the ability to say no when companies want to advertise with the show that yeah, Chris just said and have because he knows the story behind the scenes. I'm not going to name names. I say no a lot. And Premier, God bless them, they're, they're wonderful about that. They say, I understand. I won't do it. If you approach me as a company and you're a company that dogs on this country or spreads filth out there that violates my values, the answer is no. And because of the success, and because of, because of these other companies, because of Chalk and Oxford Gold and Pure Talk and My Pillow, Tunnel to Towers, ExpressVPN, Tuttle Twins, Stamps.com, Hero Defense, all of them, because of these companies, because of their support and your support, it's given me the ability to say no. Now, that's one small thing. But we have to put our money where our morals are. We have to put our money where our morals are. Right to the point, my 94-year-old dad listened to Rush all of Rush's radio career and always said what made him stand out was his ability to predict what the left was thinking and what they do and speak his thought unapologetically. I listen to my fair share of right-leaning radio myself and know what my dad said is true. Most radio pundits analyze a story, but they don't or can't say with accuracy what a leftist means or is thinking or might do do next. I found your show several weeks after hearing your I won't apologize, you can't hate America with a grateful heart and the sky is green segments, among others. I recommended your show to my dad. I've told him I've found the next man who can get it into the head of the socialist. Oh, man. Love what you do. No need to say no need to tell you to stay true please don't use my name i live in a bluer than blue state and work for an equally blue boss appreciate it very much look i'll be honest with you i find that kind of radio really really boring the kind of here's a headline here's what i think about it here's a headline here's what i think about it i mean anyone can do that right you anyone could do that Anyone can turn on a microphone and just go down the list of, I mean, pick your website and talk about you know, what they hate. I don't like that. I don't find it interesting. So I, my job is to make your day better. My job is to make your day better and more interesting. Maybe laugh a little bit. If we can do that. We're doing all right. All right. We're going to get to as many Ask Dr. Jesse questions in a rapid fire segment as humanly possible next. But back to what I was just talking about. I mean, I've had... Verizon. I've had AT&T. I've had T-Mobile. So I'm not judging you if that's your wireless carrier. I've supported all those companies with my money. Those companies violate my values all the time, routinely. Pure Talk doesn't. The CEO of Pure Talk is a Vietnam veteran who loves this country. They have customer service based in America. When you call and talk to Pure Talk, you talk to an American. How refreshing is that? They're more than just a company that saves the average family over $800 a year. They're more than just a company. They have iPhone 12s right now uh, for sale for $479 through the end of the year. They're a company that doesn't violate my values. Every month now when I pay my wireless bill, I'm not funding people who hate me. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you can save an additional 50% off your first month plus save on a new phone. That's pound two five zero, say Jesse Kelly. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The USA. Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show! I just got word. <laughs> just got word about something. I swear. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Uh, It's not just that premier lets me say whatever I want. My TV, the TV station I work for, the TV company I work for, the first TV, they let me say whatever I want. My TV shows on the first, every single night, 9 PM Eastern. Actually, I have a George Soros special that came out today. It's available right now on the first TV. And I just found out just now during the break, I just found out that uh, apparently the first TV has been suspended on YouTube and and because because he's a little bit insulting, Michael reached out to the First TV and said, I think I already know the answer to this question, but who got us suspended? <laughs> I know you're going to find this surprising, but it was me. It was something I said. And so I reached out just now. All this just, happened, all this just happened during the break. I reached out to the CEO of the First, and I just texted him. I said, hey, man, did I get us suspended on YouTube? And he said, yeah, screw them. We'll appeal it. That's just awesome, man. That that level of support is not the norm, even in right-wing media. Even in right-wing media. Premier lets me say whatever I want. The first lets me say whatever I want, and that is rare. There are a lot of people who have handcuffs on them. Now, I don't, I couldn't work under that. I just have to go do something else, but that they let me do that is awesome. That's awesome. So, hey, go support the first. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support and sign up, and you can watch my Soros special, thefirsttv.com slash support. Dear Jesse, love the show, love the burger recipe you pioneered, as you should, pal. If you had to do it all over again, would you join the Marines again? Oh, absolutely. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. The life of a Marine Corps infantryman is not a, it's not a pleasant one. Not at all. I mean, your, your life is a lot of misery. Honestly, we used to say we, have, we all have PhDs. We didn't go to college, but we all have PhDs in misery. It's a lot of that. A lot of hardship, a lot of misery. Almost got me killed for Pete's sake, but you learn lessons going through hardship. I get people, sometimes I'll get people that they'll, they'll, they'll write in and they'll ask, Hey, where do you get your confidence from? And oftentimes it's a mom or a dad. Hey, I got a son. I want him to have confidence. I want my daughter to have confidence. Where do you get it from? And the answer I give is every single time it is the same every time. And it's, it's not one people want to hear. I can't give my sons confidence by telling them I love them. I can't give my sons, although I say that to them, I can't give them confidence by telling them I'm proud of them, although I am and I tell them that all the time. The only way to get real, true confidence, real deep down confidence is hardship. Going through hardship and coming out the other side. You ever talk to a Navy SEAL? They're the cockiest human beings on the face of the planet. That's not an insult, by the way. That's not an insult at all, but they are. Why? Because they've gone through hardship most people can't possibly imagine, and they came out the other side. I'm not telling you to go join the Navy SEALs, but unless you put yourself through hardship, you can't ever get there. Yeah, I would join the Marines again. Oh, well, I, sh- I take that back. I'm too old now. I- I'd end up getting hurt, hurt my shoulder or something like that. I banged up my shoulder really bad when I was in there. And, of course, at this point in time, my ankles are starting to pop a little bit. <laughs> it's, a- it's a little hard on the body. But, yeah, shoot yeah, i do it all over again. Serve my country. Proud of it. Dang proud of it. I live a barefoot lifestyle and go barefoot every day. Sometimes I get hassled in stores and restaurants. Dr. Jesse, where do you stand, so to speak, on barefooter rights? Some of these are the oddest things I have ever read in my entire life. I... Put some shoes on, man. No one wants to see your feet. Put some shoes on. Jeez. Dear Dr. Jesse, men have done awful and destructive things to themselves in order to break records and win titles juicing to the point of cancer, disfigurement, and social disgrace. And then he puts in parentheses, or she puts in parentheses, Lyle Alzado, Barry Bonds, Lance Armstrong are past abuses. Now dudes disfigure themselves to get around the performance enhancing drug rules. Why are males so obsessed to win? They would completely ruin women's sports. Does it make the Olympics just a carnival show? Well, this is obviously talking about the men who take out the cigar snipper and now think they're women and they go into women's sports now. We see that that uh, swimmer at Penn who's just dominating everybody. There's a big, big difference between juicing your head off to hit a baseball further and physically mutilating yourself so you can dominate women's sports That's a completely different mentality we're dealing with here. But I will tell you when it comes with the physically mutilating yourself thing, it's catching on because of pop culture. That's part of the reason I'm so emphatic about culture and movies and what we support and don't support and things like that. Young people are impressionable. Young people see that stuff and they think it's something they should do. The numbers of young people now who are questioning their gender across the country are staggering, staggering. And that's the thing: when you're older, you don't you don't think about that. You think, oh, God, look at these nutballs. Young people know what they see and hear. They know what they're taught. The numbers are not good. They're not good at all. Hi, Jesse. I've heard if I've heard correctly, you aren't a fan of fish or seafood. If that's the case, how is it that Red Lobster is one of your favorite restaurants? Inquiring minds want to know. You heard wrong. I love seafood. I don't like fish. In fact, allow me once again to say, nobody likes fish. You don't like fish. What do you say when you bite into a piece of fish? It doesn't taste good. What do you say? Every single person says the same thing. It tastes what? What did you say? It tastes fishy. Have you ever bitten into steak and said it tasted too beefy? Or chicken and said it tasted too chickeny? No, you haven't. You don't like fish. You like a bland piece of meat that's prepared a certain way. Oh, you've never had my, my grandpappy's deep fried fish. It's deep fried. I'm sure it's good. No, but my mom makes fish with crawfish etouffee on it. You could pour crawfish etouffee on a jock strap and it would be delicious. I want worn one. All right. Keep your chin up. Enjoy yourself this weekend. We are so close to Christmas time, the most wonderful time of the year. That's all.